Hello, everyone. This is Lisa Freitas. And I'm Katie Saad, and welcome to another episode of 90 Day Disasters, a 90 Day Fiance Recap Podcast. We are two moms, lawyers, and reality TV junkies here to break down for you the fire in a trash can that is TLC's 90 Day Fiance. All right, everyone, grab your K-1 visas and let's get started. Oh, and because we are lawyers, we need to cover our butts. So please listen to the disclaimer at the end of the episode. Legal disclaimer. This is a personal podcast just for fun, solely meant for entertainment purposes. We are lawyers, but we're not giving any legal advice on the podcast. We're not creating any kind of attorney-client relationship in the podcast. And also keep in mind that Anything we say, anything at all, it's just our personal opinions. We have no intention of maligning any individual, group, company, religious or ethnic group, nationality, or anything or anyone else. Lisa and Katie have no affiliation with TLC. These are not the opinions of TLC. And finally, anything that we say is not meant to represent anyone other than Lisa Freitas and Katie Saad individually. Finally, please give a, leave us a comment on our Facebook page and give us a five-star rating on whatever podcast service you're using to help us continue to record. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Here we are with Season 2 of Love After Lockup, Episode 2, The $12,000 Lie, um, and that aired on December 14th, 2018, and we are starting with Matt and Caitlin. Caitlin. Matt and Caitlin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm thinking of Caitlin from The Bachelor. I watch too much TV. Um, no such thing. <laughs> um, okay. This quote made me laugh. Caitlin said, it was love at fourth email. She really said that? <laughs> yeah, she did. yeah, you know, she's, she falls in love with him, I think, because, just purely because of his picture. Oh, for sure. I mean, I really think that about Oh, for her. sure. For and sure. also, because I think, like I said, I think she's trying to, like, heal the wounds that she incurred as a child of a mother who was an addict by, like, reliving it with an addict as a, as I mean, a partner. It's a hundred percent. His picture. It's the same situation as member um, Jonna. It's exactly the Jonna. same thing as with Jonna. Jonna. Yeah, but Jonna Garrett. had less of a, I guess you could call it an excuse or a justification, because Jonna came from a good background. She right. was just. I think she was more like Megan in a way. Well, I see your point, and mm-hmm. and then and that's a clear analogy. And then I think another analogy with Jonna is to Megan, where she's just so emotionally immature. Yeah. She's not actually ready for a whole relationship. No, she just. It's just the next step. It's the next she's step. She's programmed to think, well, I'm this age, I need to be getting married now. It's like the lily pad yeah. of Real Housewives, but in this echelon, which is obviously lower totally. on many levels. So we meet, on this episode, we meet Kelly, who is her, Kelly's boyfriend was Matt's Sully. Sully. I love the prison <laughs> terminology. There's Sully the and then lingo. there's Bunky. Yeah. And I think men use Sully and women and use, use Bunky. Bunky. Or they have... I don't know that they have at least in this show bunks in male prisons, but in they, some of them they do. They do. It okay. just totally depends on the setup. Yeah, that's actually one of the things I think is really interesting about prison that you get a better look at through the show is how different different prison situations mm-hmm. can be, and how our perception of prison is so very different. I mean, yes, I think I have this view of prison as 
prison. Like I think it can you're be. You're stuck in a cell and you have nothing to do all day long. But like there are prisons where you have where you have TVs and my, my dad was a federal prosecutor and he used to refer to certain low security minimum security federal prisons as club fed like kind of yeah. like club med it's like camp it's like camp it's like well, didn't yeah Teresa called it that and then like orange is the new black i think was the prison that that show is based on as the prison that Teresa actually went to then, and it's yeah, like it's known the one as that, uh what's her name Martha Stewart went to Martha also. Stewart yeah I mean come on yeah I mean I could stand to go to one of those for just like just a break from my kids <laughs> yeah. that and that's another common thread I think that you see in a show and Caitlin says it specifically in relation to Matt that she's worried that he was too comfortable in prison right everything and then, was taken care of and that's the thing is I think that people do get comfortable in prison yes for those of us who don't have an experience like we the, think it's prison, so we bad. Think it's so horrible that yeah. like it would be like our, the worst thing that could ever right. happen to us. And they us. get used to it. And people that kind of grew up in the system or have been there for so long, they've figured it out almost. Yeah. You know, they've built relationships, friendships. They play games. They read books. They don't they have to pay rent. They don't have to pay. They don't their have taxes. the stress of responsibility. In they there. have none of the stresses of life. They They're just have rules take... that they have to yeah. abide by. But otherwise, I mean, it's kind of. I don't. I don't want to say it's nice because obviously prison is not an you're ideal situation. You're sacrificing your freedom, you're but you're getting something in return, which is a lot of security. If you're, I mean, I think I've mentioned this before. Like I have this cousin who was in prison for a long time, and he got out when he was thirty-five. He'd been there since he was twenty-one, and when he came out, I mean, that's a long time to be away and out of, you know, reality basically, and. I think he he ended up going right back to prison like six months after he was let out, but because he came out and didn't have money and couldn't get an apartment and and I see get a that job I see that for these people even when they have the infrastructure right. in place. and he didn't have that my my cousin didn't, didn't have right. the infrastructure his mother was gone his father was gone his grandparents were gone his support system wasn't there and so he didn't have a support system and if you don't have a support system or somebody who's like people that are actively helping you stay clean and out of prison. I mean, it, for him, it was like, God, do I struggle out here or do I just go back to prison where I already know the rules? I can watch TV. I can, you know, I, I know the system and the relationships and are kind of simpler too. Yeah. Cause everyone's there in the same boat and you're not really supposed to be there for each other. You know, it's like every man for himself. Yeah. You can have these like, I think these shallow friendships, but you're not going to have to deal with like your wife or your right. child. There's no stress. You don't, you're not, you're not de- relied on for anything. Yeah. It's very There's no, no pressure. So I, I can, I, I definitely see that as well. Um, and, and she's right because I think he is very comfortable with being in jail. He's been there three times. He knows the ropes. Um, and so Kelly is taking Kate to, out to the prison um, so that he, she can go pick up, Matt, because he's getting released. And, and the and the friend is visiting her boyfriend. She's visiting her still, boyfriend. And this was super in. messed up. I really, it was really, very awkward and weird. Because like it was worse than awkward and weird. And this this made Caitlin look so bad because she was so callous and excited. Yeah, and and she'd only she'd been with Matt for so much less time. He was getting out now versus the other girl's boyfriend was going to be in for I think years to come. Yeah, and, and she'd it was been like, with him for years. 
the fact that the girl was even willing to give her a ride was so nice. And then for her to like be rubbing it in the girl's face the whole time that her yeah. boyfriend was getting out was jacked up. Yeah, that was really messed up. It was so rude. I felt bad for her. And she said something to her, you know. She was a lot nicer than um, I would have been. And apparently Caitlin brought her her entire wardrobe. <laughs> That's right. She did her whole like, oh, is this sexy? Is this cute? She brought to the friend, <laughs> you know, who's still living this like nightmare. I couldn't really understand either because she was getting a ride from her. Because she was going to see her boyfriend, too. They, but, they were I know, boyfriend. but then, Caitlin, did she rent a car to go Like, what car did she ultimately Matt? have? Because I then so. she picked up Matt, and then they went and stayed overnight somewhere. Well, maybe it was one of the mom's back. cars. Because by that point, she had met the mom. Like, she goes to the mom, right, before, she meet, before Matt comes home, because they had that phone call where he was so mad at her. No, I know, but after that, that's when this girl, Kelly, takes her to the prison. Right. And then at some point she so yeah I know she must have rented a car she has to have rented a car it looked very car. new I remember it was like bright red and it yeah yeah, yeah. New. so I think she probably rented a car yeah. okay so she goes so that's that they're gonna stay in a hotel overnight while and then she's gonna get up the next morning and get ready to go get Matt um, and then we have uh, then we go to your favorite Lizzie and Scott Ugh. and they're preparing to pick up Lizzie so last season if you remember. He went to go pick her up, and then he found out that she wasn't getting released. Mm -hmm. So that was a huge bummer. So he has a little bit of anxiety, hoping that this time she actually gets out. And he and Adam go pick up Jasmine, and then they all go to pick up Lizzie. And um, Jasmine's nervous because she hasn't seen her mom in like 10 years. And um, Adam states the obvious, that he thinks Lizzie is using Scott for his money. Um, although... <laughs> spoiler alert he doesn't have any money <laughs> you know jasmine and adam are the same exact age yeah, and i was asking time. myself if they were going to end up getting together i don't think so i think maybe i don't think so adam is she's too high maintenance for adam yeah but i think they have something in common which is that their parents are neither of them up. wants their parents to actually be together so they're kind of like a team as it is maybe um okay so then they go to pick up it's very interesting, this whole, the releases from prison. It's so weird. They just kind of dump you off on the Literally side of the road. Literally on the side of the It's so unnecessary. <laughs> I, I, you know, and this is something, too, I think the show is kind of shining a light on some of just, like, the deep inefficacies and inefficiencies of prison management. Like, in what universe is it a good idea to take a felon who's literally wearing the clothes he walked in and to the prison with however many years ago and literally dumping them on the side of like a country road yeah. where ain't nobody coming. Yeah. You know, what is that? It's so bizarre. What if there was nobody to pick you up? Like, I know. I think in that or situation. Or you have to have somebody, somebody mm -hmm. has to be picking you up. Well, no, because they can't re require that because it would be unconstitutional. What if you just didn't have anyone? They can't just oh, keep yeah, you in prison. True. So I think that they probably give you like a bus ticket or they give you something to get to like civilization. Yeah. But what kind of system is this? It's so it's bizarre. A very, it's, a, it's a poor transition on Although the part about of the, the government. Clothing, I have to say, so I was, I've been watching this like real talk, women in prison. What is on your ID, deal? On, on the ID channel. Oh, okay. Um, I love ID. And I was watching it, and they were showing how um, people, this particular prison, I think it was in Indiana, and uh, or Minneapolis, I can't remember, but they um, 
before you get released, you get to go into this big room hmm. where people have donated clothing. Well, that's nice. And you get to like pick your going home outfit. Oh, that's so nice. So I love that. then it's more like stylist like you can pick something that you think will fit you and that's more your style i think some people do literally wear the thing that they yeah i think so and too. also i remember with jana specifically yeah i believe she brought him an outfit so yeah. i think in some prisons they allow the person picking the prisoner up to actually bring them an outfit and the prisoner gets to put that on before they, they, walk, before out. they walk out it's not like they can send that there naked but then you think about and we're going to talk about her later in the episode, Brittany of Marcelino and Brittany. And she's literally wearing, quote, prison blues, meaning like yeah. prison uniform when she leaves the and prison. And usually you're not allowed to, that's, they usually collect those. Right, she was like taking, I mean, obviously they allowed it, but like they, I, I, I imagine in those situations, they're actually not allowing you to wear other clothes. Yeah. They're forcing you to wear the prison clothes. Because again, it, this is what I mean by inefficacies, these right. incredibly weird peccadilloes that these individual prisons have and they've decided this is the way... And you're dealing with people's lives and, and their Tracy freedom. And Tracy was kind of like that too, wasn't she? When she Tracy was released, Tracy was wearing prison clothes. Yeah, it's yep. very strange. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Tracy, we go to Trace and Tracy and Clint, and this is where I commented. At this point, this is where I commented about his family has money. Yeah. Um, it's very clear. Yeah. Um, she's a total enabler. She bought him plane tickets and gave him a credit card. And, and yeah, I have to say I wouldn't have gone that far. Gives him the credit card with the like you have a limit, but it's like I a wouldn't total have given my thirty-seven-year-old or whatever son a credit card so he could go pick up his girlfriend from prison. No, yeah. I, I can say I will draw the line there. And he clearly has a vehicle. You know, he could have driven to Texas. Yeah, from New Mexico. It's just bizarre. And then I have to say, so then that was very short and sweet. He gets his stuff, and then we go to the. Michael, Megan, Sarah triangle. And it's, this is like so, I can't even imagine what it must feel like. I can't wait until the reunion because I can't imagine <gasps> there, what it must feel like to there will be reunion. watch this. Is there no reunion? Because there wasn't one at the end of last season. There was no, just like a where a are they follow. now. Yeah, that's true. There, there'll probably be a where are they now. If they were smart, they would do a reunion. Oh, Absolutely. For sure. And like, they may. They you may. have to know, I mean, like, can you imagine watching this and you're saying, Megan dress shopping for a wedding dress, and then you see Sarah shopping for a wedding dress. I feel badly. I feel really badly for those two women. I mean, what a thing to have been put through by this douche copter who's back in jail I mean, for a bad parole violation. All around. I just feel sorry for them. I feel sorry for them, but they just made bad choices. Yeah. Megan has less of an excuse. Like I feel like Sarah grew up hard, and she has a child with this guy. Yeah, so, she's so I feel like Sarah's to life is a little harder. Was a little harder, but like Megan has no excuse. Megan's a child. She's a child That's and she's being taken care of and she obviously is like, this is almost like a rebellion against her, like a mm -hmm. childish rebellion. I agree. So it's totally lame. I agree. Um, both of their friends think that they're crazy, which they're right. They should be. Um, so now we meet Brittany and Marcelino. And this guy's an odd duck. He's an odd, and she, I think, is beautiful. Not only is she beautiful. Oh my god! But she is the most articulate and emotionally intelligent person I think I have ever seen on a reality television she show. She is It is beautiful. so weird how well-spoken she is. She is very well-spoken, and she's so, I think she's just beautiful. She's absolutely beautiful. She seems to have a great heart. I'm not sure why she's with him. I think it's a security blanket. Maybe. And he's, he's like a lot this, older, too. He's, he's 40. He's super, super, super stable. And I think she likes the idea of a man who's clearly going to be faithful. Because I get the distinct impression mm -hmm. that this guy places... And he had all these weird 
platitudes. He's this guy speaks in cliches. Yeah, he's and very when he, when he introduced himself, he was explaining how intensely he felt about essentially being in a faithful, committed relationship, and that he thought the way to do that was to start a relationship without sex being on the table. Yeah. And that that's his sort of underlying justification for being with a prisoner. And you know what? I believe him. Yeah, oh, I totally believe I him. I think it's a very odd way to go about it, but I think he's genuine. So if she's thinking about trying to be in a committed relationship with a man who's not going to cheat on her, mm-hmm. she found the right guy. No, for sure. I think it's... And I think he's a good person. I just I think he's think got he's serious issues. Weird. He's got issues. I think that he has problems, like kind of authority figure problems. Yeah. He actually reminds me a lot of Jesse of 90 Day, where Jesse had this weird mm-hmm. stepdad, and then he goes into the military. He sort mm-hmm. of goes the other way, mm-hmm. and I feel exactly this that way about Marcelino. Yeah, I think yeah. that he had this weird thing that happened with his stepdad, and he sort of went... Essentially, it's the same thing where he has this authority problem, mm-hmm. and so he goes and finds a situation extreme. where he's going to have to deal with authority figures, and he confronts. Uh, but I don't think he necessarily exercises his demons fully because no. he's very, very controlling. He is, and you know, he has his voice of reason friend, that guy Will. Yeah, <laughs> and I thought it was really funny that Will says, "I don't know why he can't go to church and find a nice girl." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. Very cute. Preach. Um, she tells us that she's bisexual mm-hmm. and she had some relationships in prison that she she's still in touch with some of those people now that they've all been let out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. The jury, we talked a little bit about this just now, but like I just don't know how I feel about him. Like About Marcelino? Yeah. I think like, he's really well-intentioned, but he's I messed up. I can't tell up. if he's very sweet or he's creepy. Like driving, both. driving out to the prison to talk to her because he feels... He goes. Out, he drives out to the prison to talk to her on the phone because he feels closer to her. I think he thinks of her as something like a pet or an object. Yeah, it's not an equal. It's weird relationship. It's that he basically wants a child to take care of. Yeah, and I think that's well. He's gonna get it. All right. So then we have Lizzie and Scott. Oh Jesus, this is insane. Lizzie gets out of the van and she does the whole toddler rap hug. You know. Yeah, she knocked him over and knocked his uh, tooth out, I which mean, I guess was an implant. Or... It's so weird. Like, the whole thing is just so, like... Well, it's staged. <laughs> it's very dramatic. It's just so stupid. Like, he lost his tooth. She's a weirdo. I can't tell if that is who she is or it's just the years of drugs that have worn on her. Because I don't like the whole baby talk that she does, like, the baby voice that she uses. Oh, that's just something she's been using yeah. to get and help her affect the way she... I don't like. I don't know. There's something about the way that she talks, even to her daughter. Like I just, she bothers me so much. I think she's always acting. She's always putting on a show. So yeah. whatever room she's in, that's the person she is. Yeah, it's very strange. Um, but I don't like her, and I really feel for Jasmine because I think Jasmine is pretty well adjusted. Jasmine's barking she, up the wrong tree. She's been raised by her grandparents, but I think she's always felt like she was missing something. Because her mom and was she's in gonna jail. Keep missing it. And she feels like this is her opportunity to like have this amazing relationship with her mom. But she didn't take into account that her mom is so severely broken. Jasmine's <laughs> just still a child, so she's not making this decision from like the place of an adult. No, she's well still adjusted kid. or not. She's just a child who wants her yeah. mother, and she's not going to get her. No, it's very sad. Um, so Clint goes suit shopping with his mom. And this is another one where there's like that third person because they go suit shopping and the sales girl is like, she has like the the craziest reaction and her face is all of us when she finds out that like Tracy's in prison and how he met her. (laughs) 
It's How romantic. Like, yeah, she's just like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> you know this is obviously a nice suit place. I mean, his mom's taking yeah. him to get a nice suit. And it's just, ugh. The whole thing is just so weird. When, and he seems so overly excited to tell people how he met her. I think he's, it's that thing where he's just trying to get it off his chest. Yeah. Like he knows that's the thing. I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there before it becomes a thing. Yeah. Um, so now we have the Michael and Megan and Sarah. Triad. Triad. And Megan isn't packing with her friend and again says that she knows Michael is forever. Ugh. And then Sarah's with her friend, Emmy. This is the one that we like. And she reveals that she and Michael are married. Mm -hmm. And they got married while he was in prison. Seemingly, probably around the same time that he proposed to Megan. Yeah, I know. Where is that timeline? <laughs> so weird. Um, yikes. And Emmy's sad. And she's like, why did you do that? Like, why did you... Why couldn't you wait till he got out? Like, why did you have to go marry him in prison? Emmy's like a bodybuilder. She looks like it. I want to know, like, where she trains. Uh, she's scared. She's she knows that, that um, Sarah knows that Michael will be loyal to her. Yeah. <laughs> Even though, I don't know if she says it in this episode, but she, he's cheated on her before. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, he definitely has. I think that's why they split up and then they've gotten back together mm -hmm. and now they... And, you know, Megan tells her friend that she has spent $12,000 on phone calls. Yeah, that's insane. You know, I mean, God, all I can hope is that my daughters know their self-worth. And their value. <laughs> I don't think you can be taught, though, in a way. Well, you can teach your kids to have confidence. You can teach them that they should have confidence and self-worth, but you can't actually make it that they do. Well, but the way you talk to them can also help build their confidence. No, it helps. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, I think some people don't have it. I guess. I hope that my kids have Like, I think Megan was probably raised really well by people who really love her and made her... Yeah, but they tried to make her I feel bet valuable. they infantilized her a lot, and they they made her feel like she can't do things on her own because she's not doing things on her own. Maybe, but, may, but we need a chicken and egg, right? It's mm. like Clint. Like, I guarantee you he's not this way because his mom infantilized him. I think he is a... was a problematic child. Maybe. And they dealt with that. Yeah, that's true. Um... So, Matt and Caitlin, Caitlin's getting, why does she have so much shit? I just don't understand. Well, she's also moving. No, she's not. She's already no. moved into the mom's house. Oh, so she's she packing at the mom's house. She already moved in there, house. and then she repacked at the mom's house to go pick up Matt, and they're just staying overnight mm -hmm. at that cabin. You're right. So, You're I don't right. know why she felt like she had to take her entire wardrobe. It's just vanity. It's so weird. Um, So... She's excited. She's freaking out. And then she goes into like pick him up and the guards tell her that she can't be in there. Because I think she went into like the prison area. They're all such dicks. I know. That's the thing you notice about this. Like it doesn't matter if they're dealing with the inmate or the inmate's family. Like they are so purposefully, gleefully nasty to people and so supercilious. It's like you're a prison guard. Yeah. You're not the district attorney. No, I know. You know, and they act, they love to get all high and mighty. And I think that probably prisons attract people who have authority problems and on both, in both ways. Oh, like for the sure. prisoners have authority problems and that's why they're there. And the guards have authority problems and that's why they're there. And it's like a match made in Like hell. you can't be nice to this woman. And she says to us in no uncertain terms that she 
called. She made very, and, and I trust her. I think oh, she's I think telling, she's the, telling truth. the truth. She made very, she was made very clear, given very clear instructions about how to handle this, and she was told to come in. Right, and then, and then they're acting like she's like trespassing on federal property, and, and they're, they're about like, to go, book her. Go pick him up in the community. And she's like, like, what the hell does the, the community mean? What does that mean? mean? Where is it? And they're like, you know, just go. And then finally, somebody comes and. Someone then is like nice to her, and they're like, "Follow me!" Like, and it's like that's what you should have done from moment one. Why be a jerk? And it's because I bet you it's because they didn't actually know what they were going to do with him, and they didn't want to say that to her, so they just got all high and mighty. I think it's very unnecessary. It's totally unnecessary. Um, but she flips out either way. She's like, she's like way too excited and nervous. Yeah, very strange. Um, and that's where it ends. Yep. And. I'm excited to get through the season because the, the season finale is actually tomorrow night. Well, why don't we just do, do you want to just do the next episode? I don't have it. In your notebook. I don't have it in my notebook. I stopped taking notes because it was really distracting me from enjoying the programming. Yeah, I mean, I watch it like, sometimes I watch the show twice. You watch it twice? Yeah. Oh, maybe Like I I've watched that. the season already once. Yeah. But then I watch it again and take notes. Well, and, you know, Lisa and I were saying before the episode started that they are, like, really dragging out this season. And I think it's because they have figured out that they have, like, a 90-day style juggernaut. Yeah. And I think that they're kind of testing their their limits, sort of, of the production and how they can kind of get as many people interested and keep them interested. And I mean, I think this show is one of the only true competitors for 90 Day. Oh, for sure. That's on right now. Oh, for sure. For sure. And Bravo's really upping their game by, like, releasing so many series seasons at the same time. I think Bravo knows that they have some competition now from the previously lesser. You know, I bet you Lifetime's going to come up with a great show. I don't know if you ever saw this. There was this show on Lifetime. came out a few years ago, and it was called, like, First Wives Club or something. Mm. And it had it had um, Mohammed Hadid's like girlfriend slash fiance. Oh, I did so see that. Beautiful. Did you was watch that on, it? Was that on Lifetime or was it on VH1? I thought it was on Lifetime. Oh no, it was on E. On E with Katie Kazorla. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I totally watched I that. I loved that show. That but was I, a great I show. bet you Lifetime will come out with a really, really marketable reality because show. Because they have point. to at this point. Because they have to compete. This is the market now because. Bravo is getting an ear... So, I know Andy follows um, our sh- uh, Bitch Sesh. Of course, because he comes on. And Casey comes on, was just on Watch What, Watch happens. what happens. So, he knows, and they talk about Love After Lockup and 90 Day Fiance. Oh, Andy Cohen knows everything. He's so an he omnipotent... Kn- omniscient creature. So he knows that it's out there, which is why I think he probably upped the game on having... Because it used to be that there would only be one season of Real Housewives out at, at really? a time. No. There yeah. was always overlap. Not by this much. Like, yeah. I never had this many shows going on at the same time. I know. It's actually hard to keep up. It is hard to keep up. And I used to watch, like... And it wasn't just that it was like, okay, it was like below deck... Married to Medicine, and then a Real Housewives show. Mm-hmm. But now it's like multiple, the, multiple Real, Housewives. Real Housewives shows. It used to be like everybody had their own kind of section of the And spinoffs. Year. I mean, Vanderpump Rules is a spinoff, right. obviously. And so Summer House Rules. Summer House, yeah. You know, everything's kind of connected. And to, I mean, Mexican, Mexican Dynasty, Dynasties. kind of. 
Um, but like, it's just like so much. And I feel like they're just throwing content out there mm-hmm. because they have to be competitive. And it's, it is a different caliber of production. I will give them that. Yeah. Um, but there's something really intriguing about the 90 Day Fiancé series or franchise, I should say. Well, it's more approachable. It's less aspirational. Oh, for it, sure. It's, it's hitting that, that desire that we all have to feel like we're better than other people. Because it's right. very, very You can't easy. feel that way you with can't the housewives. You can Vanderpump. Or with you know? even, like, Jennifer and Teresa. Like, no. That's just stuff where you, like, oh, wow, their house is amazing, and they live in Beverly Hills. And yet their best storylines are when they're suffering very deeply, right. like Teresa and Joe. Well, because we want to feel like they may have everything, but yeah. we still have a little bit on them. Yeah, like, maybe my marriage is good, or my kids are good, or... Yeah. I still have my house or... But the 90 Day Fiance thing and the Love After Lockup gives people an opportunity to just feel superior in general. Yeah, you're playing down. <laughs> yeah. And I... Love I'm it. here for it. I'm 100%, 100% here for it. 100% here for it. And we're glad that you're all here for it. We are glad that you're here for it and we will be back with another episode, maybe two more episodes next week mm-hmm. um, so we can catch up and... We're trying to do a more regular, I think, Wednesday... Yeah, Wednesday schedule, schedule. so that we can... Get the episodes out there and move forward so we can get through. And hopefully there'll be another season of either Before the 90 Days or um, Love After Lockup will be great. Um, but, you know, something so that we... And we'll, 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 we'll keep doing those archives. And definitely let us know if there's anything else you want us to cover, especially in the interim when we don't have fresh 90 Day. Yeah, we're absolutely happy to do that for you. All right, guys. Till next time. All right, bye. Bye.